You're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast, episode number 28, The Death of Day of Coordination. This episode is for all my wedding planners in the house. We are digging down deep today, and we are talking about day of coordination, month of coordination, and why you can't make money with either one. Also, we're here to announce my brand new course, Wedding Management 101. And if you listen through to the very end, we have a special bonus for you. Let's go, wedding rock stars. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you wedding rock star work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rock Your Wedding Biz. Uh, this is Mindy Marzek, and I'm here, as always, with Renee Dallo. Hi, Renee. Hi. So today, uh, we are talking about one of our favorite topics, and that's the topic of wedding management and eliminating the phrase day of coordination. And it's a very exciting day because our <laughs> own Renee, don't get shy, Renee. I know. Uh, suddenly, I got really shy. Our own Renee is launching a course all about this topic, and we're going to be talking about it today because we spoke about wedding management back in episode two at the mm-hmm. very beginning, and oh, yeah. it has become one of our most downloaded episodes. Oh, yeah. Everyone needs to talk about it. So <laughs> to be tr- to be fair, this episode is mostly for our wedding planners out there, but if you're not a wedding planner, I'd say still give it a listen because we're going to be touching on some universal uh issues with our industry, maybe? Can we say that? I think we can say that. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, before I met you and you became a wedding planner, you weren't a wedding planner when I met you, but when you became a wedding planner and started talking about this kind of myth of day of coordination, it's, I I didn't really think about it. Like when I was planning my wedding and I was looking to hire a a wedding planner and actually a day of coordinator, because I didn't need a full wedding planner. Yeah, I'd never really thought about this phrase as being as problematic as it is. So I think that it's something that everyone in the industry needs to work together to educate brides and and grooms and kind of get this phrase out of our lexicon. Well, obviously, you know, I completely agree with you. And I'm happy that I'm happy that it's becoming uh, more of a conversation, obviously. Um, If you haven't listened to episode two, I would recommend after you're done here, uh, go back and listen to episode two, because we really sort of dig down deep into why the language of day of coordination is a problem. I'll give you the bullet points now. Um, so day of coordination in general, generally speaking, that, you know, it's not named correctly. And yeah, I, I really, I'm a big stickler for language and and what we call things and, and how we talk about our businesses and literally calling something day of coordination implies by its name that someone should be able to show up on the day of and do and do this service for you, which we all know never happens. Not it's literally a unicorn. It could never happen that way. Yeah. Furthermore, that language was was um, you know, brought to life not by anyone who was actually doing the work, but by a media outlet. So that service package was, you know, brought into play by the knot. The knot said, well, if you can't hire a wedding planner, maybe you just need someone to coordinate on the day of. And hence, hence the day of coordinator was born. But it isn't something that is real. And it's definitely not something that is profitable. So 
a lot of uh, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups for wedding planners. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups that are bride facing. So like a lot of brides and grooms are on there looking for vendors. And I mean, Mindy, I can't even tell you multiple times a week. Someone's like, I'm looking for a day of coordinator. We only have about five hundred dollars to spend. And there are there are. Yeah, there are coordinators falling over themselves to book these five hundred dollar jobs. Oh, no. And it, it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart because you cannot sustain a business on five hundred dollars a pop like you, you can't um when you're starting i get it everyone needs to take those i certainly took took those at the beginning the problem with the language of day of coordination is that it's very very difficult to sell that properly to a client it's really hard to say to someone i offer day of coordination and it's three thousand dollars because what that sounds like is that you're saying i'm going to work for you for one day for three thousand dollars and people's brains explode because how could that be possible yeah exactly and i'll say as a bride you know, I myself hired essentially a day of coordinator uh, for our wedding. And within that day of coordination package, we had two in-person meetings, not counting the meeting that we did before we hired her. Mm-hmm. We had two in-person meetings. She was at our rehearsal the day before. Mm-hmm. She was there the full day on our wedding, countless emails to each other, phone calls, you know, like it was definitely not a day of situation. And no. I knew going into it that it wouldn't be. So I felt, you know, the price that she charged me was more than fair. She should have, she should have been charging more. <laughs> but yeah, I, I never, you know, I never went into it thinking this person's just going to show up on the day of I was a little more educated than that. But I could see how most brides and grooms when they're just getting into the world of weddings don't really know any better. No, they don't. And especially the ones that literally say, well, I only need you on the day of. They really, really, really need educating. And I think there's a few things at play here. I think as wedding professionals, we all have to just get way more comfortable with the reality that as a wedding professional, we have to be educators too. Now, you don't have to be an educator like you and I are doing on this podcast, but on a on a micro level, you are educating the people you come into contact with. So the terminology day of, and frankly, month of is no better because most wedding planners that I talk to say, oh, I do month of. And then I say, well, when do you start working with them? And they're like, eight weeks before. Um, hello, that is not a month. That's precisely two months. Exactly. So let's get away from this language and let's call it something else. Yeah, we're not saying get rid of the package. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, everyone needs to be able to service their clients in the way that they want to. I know there are many wedding planners who don't see any value in servicing a lower budget client, and that's fine for them. And that's great. Um, I still like I like doing a smaller package on occasion. It helps me fill up my schedule for the year. Um, It definitely gives my associate planners something to do. It gives my assistants more time to learn and grow. So I'm a wedding planner. I really believe in having more than one package. Now, can I sidetrack for a minute and say, I only believe in having two packages. And I get into that a lot more in the course because I think it's very confusing to offer your clients, you know, all these different, like seven different packages with seven different fancy names, like with this ring and IV wed, who know they don't care. They just want to know how you're going to solve their problems. They really don't know the difference between if they need you for 10 hours or 12 hours. And honestly, putting that on them is doing them a complete disservice. And honestly, yourself too, because you're asking them to know things that there's no way they could know. Mm -hmm. And I will say that the planner that I hired for my wedding had two packages. One was the yep. day of coordination, which is what we took, and one was a full planning. I mean, super easy to choose between the two. 
That's what I do too. And the boundaries of both are so clear that when I'm speaking to someone in a consult and sometimes they come to me for what I call wedding management and then in the conversation, they're like, so what's the difference if we hired you for full planning? And I can tell them the difference in a minute. I can tell them exactly the difference. And that's the thing. We have to get clear on all the things that we're offering. What I started doing a few years ago is I decided that I hated day of coordination. I hated even I didn't like coming in four weeks before and and then being like, let's see what you got. Like, it's too hard to come in at the six week mark, even at the eight week mark. They've already made possibly bad decisions. Right. They've already set their ceremony time at a time where the sun is at its highest, most awful point for photos. You can't take that back at eight weeks. You just can't. So a lot of I was coming in at the I think I was doing six weeks back in the day. I'd come in at six weeks and be like, I'm here. Let's get to work. And, you know, I was literally having to reassess their entire day situation at six weeks and convince them of things that they had been talking to their vendors about. You know, for months, I'd say, you know, you really can't have your cake delivered at 10 a.m. because it's going to melt. There is no there is no refrigeration at your venue. Oh, I never thought about that. Okay, great. Let me change it. So I just felt like I was doing a lot more busy work, useless work at that six week mark. If I had just been able to talk to them the whole time, I could have been answering their questions in real time and I could have been providing so much more value for them. And And then I sat with myself and I said, well, why aren't I doing that? And I thought, well, because nobody else is. And then I thought, well, there's something. There you go. There it is. I think that There's always going to be a need for those wedding planners who have to swoop in at the last minute and fix some stuff. What we what we don't want you guys to do is label it as day of coordination, making the couple think that you're swooping in on the day of and saving everything because we all know that's not how it works. There's a ton of stuff to review in the let's just say two months or one month before a wedding. Uh, There's tons of stuff to review. There's tons of emails. There's tons of phone calls. There's tons of analytics uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, stuff that that the planner has to do. So we're not saying, you know, if that's your specialty, if you thrive off that, still have that package. Just don't call it day of coordination because it's misleading. And you're probably going to get undercut as far as dollars go. So do you want to talk a little bit about how that phrase kind of like is actually costing wedding planners money. Absolutely. So I think inherently in our industry, there seems to be a, not a problem, but there is like an onus on the fact that we're salespeople, right? Everyone just wants to go do their wedding planning job and forget the fact that you have to also know how to sell. That's like half of this job, right? If you don't know how to sell, you're not going to be booking clients. By using the terminology day of or month of in a consult, with a client, and then you try to explain what it is. I know for a fact, because I did it myself, and I've spoken to wedding planners across this country, and I've interviewed them about this exact topic. And I've said, how do you sell day of coordination? And the first thing they say is, well, I explained to them that I it actually means that I come on six weeks before. And it actually means that they get to, we get one phone call, and then it actually means that I'm at their rehearsal. And I'm like, okay, do you, un- do you, do you hear what you're saying? You're literally trying to sell them by backtracking and saying like, well, it's day of, but it's not day of, and it's month of, but it's more than a month. Here's what I know for sure. And I've been selling very well, very successfully for five years now with this business. And before this business, I had another service-based business where I was selling for two years before that. Confused clients don't buy. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you start with the backtracking and the actuallys and the but what I offer and no, 
They are already confused. They just want to know that the problems they're having or the anxiety that they're feeling or the potential things they see happening on their day of are going to be solved by you. They just want you to be the expert. They really don't they don't really care what you call it, but calling it day of or month of is doing you a disservice because it's so much harder to sell. I will also say that if you are if you have a package that's called day of coordination and you're not actually working just on the day of, maybe you don't come in six weeks before, maybe it's day of coordination, but it's like the situation with my planner where she was with me for over a year. You are, you have to compete with the people who also have day of coordination on their package, but they do come in at the six week mark. And if that person is charging less because they're going to be spending less time on it, than you are with your day of coordination package that starts a little earlier. Guess who the client is probably going to hire. They're going to look for the cheapest option if they think that it's apples to apples. Right. Because it's hard to express your value at that with that price um, or not with the price, but with that name. With the phrase. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all part of the you know issue of trying to switch the term day of coordination to wedding management, which is just a much more all-encompassing term. So when I was looking at my own my own business and thinking, I want to make a change. I'm not happy with how I'm doing this. I know I could be providing more. I know that I could be doing more. I know that I could be making more money. I thought to myself like, oh God, I hate these terms. What should I call it? And one day I was, you know, work, doing work on my business. And I thought, you know, this is a lot like stage management, what we're doing for these people. Yes. Because you have a background in theater. Yes. And I thought, well, why don't I just call it wedding management? Because that's what I'm doing. I'm managing all the aspects of their wedding for them. Mm -hmm. I actually don't love the word coordination. I hate when people call me a coordinator. It feels like something people do in an office. Um, I just don't think it encompasses like all the things we do. Coordination just means you're helping people play together well. But what about all the emotional support that I give my clients, right? What about the conversations with the mom or the handholding or the design, you know, advice that I give? Mm -hmm. I might not be doing design for them, but I'm sure I'm certainly going to say that's not the right shade of pink napkin if they ask me, right? So the word coordination isn't enough, but I do like the word management because I feel like it positions me as an expert. It really does cover all my bases. I am managing all of this. I am in charge of all things wedding for you. Um, and once I started calling it wedding management, first of all, it became much easier to sell because people are going, what's wedding management? Is it like day of coordination? And, I, and I'm able to say, well, yes and no. It's similar to day of coordination. It's way better, way more robust. I give you way more value for your money. And here's, and here's why. And here's what I'm doing. And then I talk about everything I offer. I started offering wedding management at least two years ago, if not more. And at the same time, I started talking more about this, about this myth of day of coordination. And I've written articles and I've spoken on stages nationwide about it. And what I started realizing is everyone loves the idea, right? Wedding planners are like, that's great. I want to call it wedding management too. But after they hear me speak, they go, well, wait, but what are you offering for wedding management that I'm not offering for day of coordination? And I started realizing that there was actually a need for more education in this area. Mm -hmm. When I was certified as a wedding planner, I did an online class that took about, you know, nine months to go through. And it was a good education. I, I felt like I got my money's worth. But no one ever, at least in my knowledge, and, you know, podcast listeners, please write to me if, if I'm wrong. 
There isn't any education specifically within these wedding planning courses on how to offer coordination or wedding management services. There isn't any guidelines for how to do less without making it feel like you're literally giving them less. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like when we talk about coordination and management with our clients, we have to stop going, uh, talking about a place of scarcity, right? Because a lot of times, I, and granted, like I said, I've talked to wedding planners about this and I say, what do you offer for day of coordination? They go, well, I don't do this and I don't do that. And I, do, and I go, great. Is that how you try to sell it? Because no one's going to buy that. Yeah, not, not the best strategy. No, you have to position, you have to come from a place of abundance, right? You have to come from a place of this is how much value I'm providing for you. These are the problems I'm going to solve for you. And in my wedding, in my wedding planning course, they just said, you know, this is how you plan a wedding. And then you can also offer day of coordination. And that was it. Yeah. So there's definitely a need for a little more of a deep dive into how to structure your packages and how to kind of transition from using the day of coordination phrase into the wedding management phrase and what that means for everyone as an individual. It's not going to be the same for everybody. Yes. And that's an excellent point. And that's basically the heart of the course that I've created. So what I do with the Wedding Management 101 course is I walk you through two things. I walk you through how to transition what you're currently offering. So I literally say like, go get your service package written down and let's transition that into low cost for you, but high value services for your clients. So everyone's probably thinking like, what is she talking about? So one of the things I offer for for my wedding management clients is I offer them a service where I contact the people who are going to give toasts at their wedding and I send them an email and I offer them some tips. I've written an article about how to give a good toast. I send them that link. I offer them, if they'd like to get on the phone with me for 15 minutes, I offer them a link to my calendar if they want to talk through their toast. I also ask them to send me a copy of the toast so I can keep a copy with me, you know, to help them in case they lose theirs. And I just sort of manage the toasts for them. It literally takes me 10 minutes to send the emails. Hardly anyone takes me up on the offer of the call. Sometimes if people are nervous, they want to talk through it and I'm happy to do that. But it is such a low cost. And by cost, I mean money and time, right? Mm-hmm. It's so low cost for me, but it is so high value for my clients because they don't want to deal with the people giving toasts. They certainly don't want to tell their best friend, "Hey, I don't I'm nervous I'm nervous about what you're going to say." So if I can take that off their plate, and honestly, it's something that some until I mention it to them, they're like, "Oh, I never thought about that. Who is going to talk to them about their toast?" I'm like, "Me. I'm going to do it." And that's something I offer my wedding management clients that provides a ton of value, and it's something that's easy for me to talk about during the sales process because no one else is talking about it with them. So is that a service that's listed like on your website under wedding management or do you not offer that until like you get on a call or? No, it's not on my, it's on my website. It's only in the calls. I'm giving you guys the secrets. Oh, all the secrets. I love secrets. Okay. Yeah, I give all the secrets in my course too. I guess the point is that wedding management, what you need to offer for wedding management in order to make it more robust and more full of value is going to be different for every person. You know, if someone is incredibly, um, you know, financially minded, maybe they want to offer a bonus to their wedding management clients that they'll keep them on track with their budget. That's not something I offer to my wedding management clients, because frankly, it's enough headache for me to do that for my full planning clients. I'm not, I'm not in love with doing people's budgets, you know? Yeah. So the key is to kind of look for something that you said doesn't take you much time, but is like a godsend to your clients mm-hmm. and provides them with something that's really unique and really high value, but doesn't add a ton of time on your end and 
you know, find that thing that you're really good at, but can make you stand out from everyone else's uh, planning packages or planning services. And that's what we talk about in the course. And we have we have PDFs and worksheets about how to really drill down what it is that you're going to offer as something unique that is for your wedding management clients. Um, I also talk about how to price wedding management, how to price for profit, uh, how to custom design your services, how to custom quote the service, because I actually don't think that any of us should have our prices on our website because each wedding is so unique and has so many moving parts. That I really I cringe when I hear wedding planners say like, oh, I have a starting price on my website. I'm like, that's great. You put a starting price. Everyone's going to want the starting price, whether they have two bridesmaids or 20, mm-hmm. 20 bridesmaids, way harder to manage than two. 20 bridesmaids gets charged more. Yes. Yes. These are these are the types of tips that you get in the course, you guys. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, we also talk a lot about, so there's basically four modules to the course. The first module talks about how to talk about wedding management. So how to talk about it with your peers, how to talk about why you're making the switch, writing a blog post to announce that you're, you know, switching to this new service package, telling mm-hmm. your telling your current clients that you've switched and how if they would like to upgrade, this is how much an upgrade is. Mm-hmm. Um then we talk about how to sell wedding management. So that's literally sales techniques like like we're talking about now. Um, we talk about how to price wedding manage- management. That's module three. And module four is literally how to execute wedding management from top to bottom. Everything I do from onboarding them to offboarding them because no one is teaching this. No one is teaching people how to offer a smaller package. Right. I feel like a lot of people would benefit from this course just for the sales portion alone. Because like you mentioned, you have a history of being an entrepreneur, two different, you know, self-owned businesses where you have to constantly sell your services. And I think that that's something that is so difficult. I'm not at all trying to discount the rest of the course, but when you said sales, I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is going to be such a game changer for some people. I hope so. I mean, the funny thing is, you know, my dad is a salesman. My dad was a salesman for IBM forever and ever. Um, and now he works for some other, he works for Oracle now, another computer company. And so he's selling, you know, major computer, I don't even know, they're, they're like computers the size of like buildings, you know what I mean? Like he's selling yeah. major things. And But when I talk to him about sales technique, it's all the same. Selling computers for IBM, selling wedding packages to potential cl- clients, like it literally is the same. You're just trying to solve people's problems. So yeah. anytime someone says like, oh, I hate sales. It's so salesy. I'm like, oh, you're just doing it wrong. It's okay. You'll get there. You have to just change your mindset. And also there are specific techniques. They don't have to feel manipulative, you know? Sure. I mean, when someone comes to you because they want to hire you, I mean, they're obviously coming to you because they already saw something in your abilities or your service or your product. And it shouldn't be too hard to land that sale. But for I like me, I'm really bad with sales. I've just always have been. I don't have it. I don't have that in me. Um, so yeah, but I'm going to challenge you on that because I don't think that sales is born in anybody. I think... I think that everyone in a service-based industry is, they really, I hate this phrase because it makes, it always makes me think of religion, but someone once said to me like, oh, you have a servant's heart. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? No, I don't. It's ridiculous. And then I'm like, no, I actually do. Because what I want to do more than anything is help people. 
Well, and that's where I'm coming from too with my joy social business is when I see people struggling with their business on social media, I'm like, please let me help you. I want to help you. I want yes. me to be successful. I want you to be successful. I want everyone to be successful. So mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of the same way, but at the same time, I mean, maybe I'm good at it, but I feel like I'm <laughs> so I don't know. I don't mean to turn this conversation into just strictly about sales, but I just know it's okay. I love that you've included a module all about sales because I just think that that's part. It's definitely a big part of the hurdle that people go are going through um, when wedding planners are going through when they start their business or rework their packages. Um, so I'm really glad that you included that. No, thank you. And you know, I think too, uh, the reason I included like my A to Z workflow, um, and it's just, it, it's like literally everything I do, all my secrets, um, because I don't think, I think when you're in your business and you're working and you're in the grind of it, you're thinking like, oh God, I have to keep all these, juggle all these balls, keep all the balls in the air. And I think if you just know where you're going, if you know the path that you're taking your clients on, it's actually so much easier to sell because when you ask them like, well, what are your worries about your wedding day? And they tell you, you already know what you're going to do for them down the line that's going to help that and you can talk about it. But if you don't have a workflow, if, you, if you're just kind of flying blind with, with management or coordination clients, that's, that's where I think we have problems selling, right? Yeah. Because we don't know where to guide them. I'll tell you something else I do. This is in the course too, is um, one of the other things I, I offer my clients, I ask them who's going to officiate their wedding. And if they say a friend, I immediately say, has your friend officiated a wedding before? And most of them say no. And I say, great. Well, I just want you to know as part of my services, I offer a 15 minute phone call with your officiant and a guide on how they can officiate your wedding properly, because there are legal things that they need to know. Mm -hmm. And there are also style things that they need to know and also things about photography that they need to know. And by that point, my clients or potential clients are like, wait, what? And I'm like, but I guide them through it. I'm there with them. It, it's a 15 minute phone call and one email that I send. That's amazing. And OK, I don't want you to give away any more of this awesome uh, this awesome tips. For <laughs> <laughs> Let's recap everything about Wedding Management 101. Tell people uh, anything else that they need to know about it. And most importantly, where they can go to learn more about it and purchase the course. Awesome. So the course is Wedding Management 101. It launches today. Like literally some of you are going to be listening to this while I'm at what on stage at Wedding MBA talking about this course. So <laughs> weird meta situation. So <laughs> Um, it launches today. It is a self-guided course, meaning that you get all the modules today and you can go through it at your own pace. You have lifetime access to it, which is important because this is the first iteration of this course. Um, I'm doing it for an introductory price of $4.97, but next year we're going to launch it again and it's going to be, I'm sure I'll be adding and tweaking and refining things. And the price is going to go up significantly. So if you're at all interested, I would get in on it now. We are going to put the link in the show notes. I also have a special bonus for our Facebook Podcast Insider members. Ooh. There will be a discount code posted uh, probably right as you're listening to this this morning for 10% off. Um, so if you're listening and you're not a Facebook Podcast Insider, come find us on Facebook. The group is called Rock Your Wedding Biz Podcast Insiders. You have to answer three questions to get in. Super easy. And then you can take advantage of the 10% off discount code. It's literally never going to be this inexpensive again. But I also know that when I started my business, I, I, you know, I'm a huge believer in education and I'm not shy about reinvesting money in my business. But when I started, I just didn't have a thousand dollars to give to something like this. And so I really wanted to make it 
you know, a low barrier to entry for people at the beginning. Um, also, because I want you to take this course now before engagement season, because in January, you're going to start getting those emails about, you know, can you coordinate my wedding? And I would love for everyone who's taking the class to say, well, I'm not going to do day of coordination, but I do offer wedding management. And here's what that means. And, you know, the point of the course is to help you create such a robust, unique package for wedding management that you're untouchable, that you're just booking as many as you want, because you're offering something that is so unique in your market. Yeah. And this is something that we talked about a couple episodes ago, talking about what to do during the slow season. This is what you do during the slow season. You educate yourself, you revamp your packages, you revisit your business. And this course is part of it. And if you really think about the value that you're going to get from this course, and if you book just one client under your new wedding management package, if you're pricing it correctly, it's going to be oh, yeah. this course and then some. So awesome price, awesome discount for our Facebook listeners. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. And I'm so on a personal note, I just want to say, known you for several years. We've been doing this podcast together for about six months now, and I'm just so proud of you. Oh, thanks. You're so sweet. I, it's an interesting thing, kind of putting everything that I know into a course like this, because it's like all in, I feel like this is five years in the making, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I know that it's something you've been wanting to do for a while, and this has been your platform for a while, and I think it's really important, and I know it's going to help a ton of wedding planners out there. So um, I'm really proud of you for getting it done, and I'm excited for Wedding MBA and I can't wait to hear everyone's feedback about your speech at Wedding MBA or not speech. No, it is. It's a, yeah, it's a speech. <laughs> it's a speech. Yeah, I have slides. It's a speech. I have a, I have a clicker. It's all good. Yeah. Um, listen, if you're listening to this and you happen to be at Wedding MBA, please come check us out. We're going to be Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. right now at 8 a.m. In, in the wedding planning track. And we're going to be here all week. So come find us. Come talk to us. And if you missed us at Wedding MBA, come find us on the Facebook group and give us your thoughts about the whole day of coordination fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hopefully in a few months, day of coordination won't even be a thing anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. Like, what are they even talking about? Exactly. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week on Rock Your Wedding Biz. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz. <laughs>